Hello, everybody. Welcome back to K-Pop in Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Nicole. Welcome to episode 31. Oh my gosh, I hope everybody had a great weekend. Um, mine went by so super fast. I, I can't speak English. Um, basically, it's my first week back at being at school from having COVID and also working. So it's been tough, but I definitely do feel a lot better. So thank you for all the love and support. All right, let's kick off episode 31, shall we? Oh my gosh. So I'll tell you guys a little bit about my weekend and then we'll get into the episode. I mean, I guess we're already in the episode, but anyway, I want to welcome any new listeners that we might have. Um, So basically this podcast is about K-pop and also my real life. So it's a mix of everything and it's just me um, talking to myself into a microphone. So I hope you enjoy me rambling because that's really all that this podcast is. Um, I don't edit any of the episodes and I record everything on Anchor and I have my mic plugged into my laptop and then I have uh, little earbuds in so I can hear myself uh, talk. And I bought this microphone at Best Buy, I believe. So really, it's a great microphone. I think it's a Shrine I don't know, or Shreen, I don't know what the name of it is, but anyway, um, my weekend was good, um, Friday night, I basically worked, went to school, and then Saturday, I worked as well, and then today, me and my mom went to, uh, my dad's cabin, and we kind of cleaned a little bit, basically played housekeeper, and changed all the bed sheets, and then we came home about 7.30, I think, tonight, so, it's been, excuse me, a long day, and um, came home and did some laundry, washed all my clothes because I had no clothes for the week, and then I took a shower, ate some Subway, and here I am at 10.08 p.m. recording an episode. All right, so we're going to talk about the last few uh, weeks and what's been going on. So Taylor Swift right now, I have been tracking the Eras Tour like crazy because, you know, it's the Eras Tour. So right now she is um, delayed in Nashville night three um, because there was a massive rainstorm and some lightning. So the show has been delayed a couple hours. So hopefully they still get to play uh, night three in Nashville. But anyway, so during I think it was night two night two or one of Nashville, Taylor Swift decided to announce Speak Now, Taylor's version. Okay. I think, I don't remember which night it was, night two or night one of Nashville. Anyway, who cares? (laughs) She announced it in Nashville and each uh, CD album includes 22 songs, including six previously unreleased songs from the vault so if you take 22 plus 6 that is 28 songs that we're going to be listening to on speak now taylor's version now i want to talk about this front cover holy shit it is so beautiful 
She is wearing the iconic purple dress. Her hair is curled, and she's actually facing the opposite way than on the original um, album cover. Um, the photo is on Twitter, but oh my gosh, she is so beautiful. This has to be probably one of my favorite, like, re-recorded covers. Like, I love the Red Taylor's version uh, cover. That one is beautiful. But the Speak Now one is just so stunning. I love this purple dress that she has and her hair. And I love the fact that she's still, like, directly looking into my soul, which she can. <laughs> but I absolutely adore Speak Now so much. And I'm so excited. So she announced it on Cinco de Mayo, so May 5th. So it was night one of Nashville. And this is basically what she said. I'll just read it to you. It fills me with such pride and joy to announce that my version of Speak Now will be out July 7th, just in time for July 9th, which if you don't know is the last kiss day. Um, that's a lyric from that song. I first made Speak Now completely self-written between the ages of 18 and 20. The songs that came from this time in my life were marked by their brutal honesty, unfiltered diaristic, diaristic confessions, and wild wistfulness. I love this album because it tells a tale of growing up, falling, flying, and crashing, and living to speak about it. With six extra songs, I've sprung loose from the vault. I absolutely cannot wait to celebrate Speak Now, Taylor's version, with you on July 7th. Pre-order now. And then she has her little foreword. She says, I've always looked at this album as my album. And the lump in my throat expands to a quivering voice as I say this. Thanks to you, dear reader, it will finally be. I consider this music to be, along with your faith in me, the best thing that's ever been mine. Yours, Taylor. So it sounds like Speak Now Taylor's version is going to be completely self-written, just like uh, the original Speak Now. So excited. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> so she did announce it on night one. Okay. I was literally dying because Taylor Nation had went live at 11... 45 my time which was 10 45 in nashville they went live on instagram and i'm like first of all taylor nation never ever goes live on instagram what the hell is this so i joined the live stream and i was so shook i was like okay taylor is going to pull something what is she planning what is she plotting what's going on so Taylor's about to play her surprise songs for the night. She has her guitar and she's about, she's talking to the crowd. She's like, I've been planning something, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what is this bitch trying to do? At first I thought, okay, she's going to pull a special guest. She's going to, somebody's going to walk on the stage. I don't know. Somebody country is going to walk. She's going to freaking pull out Kenny Chesney and he's going to sing on the stage. and We're going to sing big star. I don't know. Or she's going to like invite Leanne Rhymes, And I don't know, but she, I thought to myself, Oh my gosh, she's going to pull out the most epic, like, guest. Because it's Nashville, and Nashville always has the most iconic shows. Which is why I wanted to go to one of the Nashville shows. Because something iconic always happens in Nashville. And I'm like, why am I not there? 
Um, and plus, I've always wanted to go to Nashville because I just love it. I love Tennessee. I love the history. And I love, like, so many things to do that's Taylor-related. And, you know, it's like being a huge Swifty. It would just mean everything to me. Like, I want to go eat at the Bluebird Cafe where Taylor got discovered. I want to go to the Country Music Hall of Fame and see the Taylor Swift Education Center. <sighs> so much I want to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, anywho... She's still talking. She's like, I've been planning. So if you would direct your attention to the big back screen that we have here. And then the album cover for Speak Now, Taylor's version comes up. And then the words Speak Now, Taylor's version, available July 7th. The whole stadium went fucking crazy. I was like, oh my God. She really is announcing this. Like, let me tell you, Speak Now. Here's a little history by why I love this album so much. And I hold Speak Now as such high standards because, hear me out, I love all of Taylor's albums. They all have a special place in my heart and a special place in my life. Taylor's music is always going to be superior and amazing because her music has helped me through some of the toughest times in my life. So anyway, back in 2010 when she first released Speak Now, I gravitated a lot toward that album because it just spoke to me and I understood all the lyrics. And of course, me being in high school, I think I was a sophomore in high school. So I was probably 16 when this album came out, which is insane when the original one uh, got released. And I was like over dramatic, singing Better Than Revenge, Back to December, Sparks Fly, Mine. You know, all the classic songs that we all know and love. Dear John. Oh, she's fixing to come from John Mayer's throat. <laughs> but he's trash. Sorry. But he is. Anyway, so when I was listening to K92.3, which is a country radio station here in Florida, I don't listen to them anymore, but at the time I did. And they had announced um, that Taylor was going to be coming to the Amway Center for the Speak Now World Tour, which was the year after. It was in 2011. And I remember just running outside to my dad and be like, oh my God, Taylor Swift's going to come to Orlando. I had to see her for the Speak Now World Tour. And I ended up getting tickets to see her. And I think we were in the 200. So we were pretty high, but I was still able to like see the stage. And let me tell you something. This album was the first I ever heard live. It was the first tour I ever went to. So getting to hear like all these iconic songs live, like mine, uh, Sparks Fly, Better Than Revenge, Back to December, Long Live. Um, it just means so much to me. And I am so excited for this album to come out. I'm not ready. Also enchanted. Um I'm, I'm, I literally, you would think with this album being like one of my favorites, I would be able to, um, tell you guys the track list, but I'm kind of struggling if I'm being honest because, okay, here we go. Um, mean the story of us speak now, which is the title track, um, innocent haunted last kiss ours. If this was a movie, Superman, like I'm just so last kiss. Innocent, um, never grow up. Oh, oh my God, I'm not ready for that. 
Um, but I'm just so excited for this album to come out like on July 7th. So pre-order uh, Speak Now Taylor's version. Oh my gosh, I am just so excited because like my teenage self, like my 16-year-old self is like screaming inside of me because like this album was everything to me. I have, <clears throat> excuse me, so many memories listening to this album in high school and just screaming the lyrics of all these songs at the top of my lungs and like getting to see Taylor in concert for the first time. 2011 was a huge year for me because that was the year I decided to fully become a Swifty and a Stan. Even though I had been standing Taylor since 2006, I was too young to understand the music, but I still sang it, did all the hair flips, like everything. But when you get older, you're like, wow, love is really complicated. And Taylor was just that artist that understood me and she got me and she wrote lyrics and songs that I could never write. And that's why I've connected to her for so many years is because her music is just something that speaks to me and I understand. And she and I have been through some similar stuff, even though like she's in the public eye. She's like one of the biggest um, pop stars and like musicians of the gener of my generation i just i know that she and i connect in a personal way and i connect with all of taylor's um albums in such a personal way like i relate so much to her lyrics because it's like she took them out of my diary and she wrote them for me <laughs> and for every other young female out there or whatever but i'm very excited for speak now taylor's version this is going to be the third re-recording very excited she has three more left <clears throat> excuse me she has um reputation uh 1989 and debut left and then she will be finished i believe and then she'll own all her work which is awesome anyway so what was i gonna say oh i've been following um yoongi's tour d-day on um tiktok boy oh my god I am so sad that I didn't get to see him. You guys know I love Yungi. I talked about him in the last episode, um, episode 30. Um, <clears throat> my friend, one of my friends, she is a BTS ARMY. She's a little bit older than me by a, a lot of years. And she actually went to the Chicago date. And she, I told her, I was like, you don't have to. But if you want to... I would like this particular uh, Yoongi shirt because I really liked it. This lady waited in line for eight to nine hours in the freezing cold in Chicago and bought me the Yoongi shirt that I wanted. And she got an extra shirt for me. I'm like, girl, I don't deserve you. So um, next Sunday, I'm going to meet up with her and, and uh, get my Yoongi shirt. So I'm really excited. I was supposed to go today, but I had stuff to do, and also I wasn't really feeling the best. So, <laughs> actually, a week from today. So, there you go. I'll talk about it in the next episode. So, um, I just want to say, like, I'm very appreciative of my friends, and I am paying for both shirts. Don't think she's giving, some, giving the shirts to me for free. She isn't. I'm paying. So, don't get it twisted now. Also, um... <clears throat> For those of you, I'm just going to say this once and once only. First of all, why I thought, okay, 
I guess we um, did not learn our lesson from the last couple episodes where I got on your asses for stalking Jungkook at the gym. Um, what the fuck? I'm sorry, but if some of you Sansangs or Antis are listening, which I hope you're not because I'm so angry. First of all, um, why the hell are you sending Jungkook food to his personal address do you think that's okay first of all i understand that you're innocent and you're probably like well i just wanted to send jungkook food because i love him and i want him to be fed first of all that man can feed himself he can cook his own food he can he is perfectly capable of taking care of himself that man is financially stable to buy his own food if he wants to have food sent to him he will order it himself and it will get dropped off at his house by whoever. It is not appropriate for you to be buying food for John Cook and sending it to his personal house because, first of all, there could be that's just so creepy and wrong. And, first of all, I know I've said, first of all, like six times, but d- listen. Do you understand what could possibly, like, there's a lot you can do to somebody's food. You could spike his food. You could poison his food. You could literally kill the man, okay? You could put poison in his food, and he could eat it, and he could die. First, second of all, he's not going to do that because he's a smart man, and he's getting frustrated with y'all because y'all just cannot seem to respect the man's privacy. Now, I don't know how you guys found his personal address to his mansion that he lives in. Leave the man alone, okay? He doesn't want you, he doesn't want people to pay for his food and send food to his house. I understand that you probably didn't meet it in a mean way and you're like, I just wanted to send John Cook food because I love him. He eats fine, okay? He he does own he I can't even fucking speak. <laughs> Jesus, I'm so sorry. Lord help me. He's doing just fine, y'all. So cut it out before he never wants to speak to you again. Um, It's just getting so fucking out of hand. Like, some of these... I feel really bad for the members. This is not the, the first time that y'all have fucked up with Jungkook. It, it's all started when y'all decided to stalk him at the gym. And now you guys are being weird in the comments on Weavers. I would not be surprised if Jungkook decides to take like a couple of months off hiatus and never speak to us again. Because you guys are literally ruining it. Ruining. I can't speak anymore. Jesus. I should stop talking. Fuck. (laughs) Sorry. You guys are ruining it for armies like me and other armies that are mature. And are trying to just watch and enjoy his lives. Because he likes to go live and he likes to sit and cook and teach us about recipes that he's doing with his ramen. Or whatever he's cooking, he likes to share it with us because why not? Y'all are going to ruin that for me because I love watching John Cook cook. I love learning things about him and watching him cook something that he likes to eat. And then him sharing the recipe and then me cooking the same thing and me trying it because I like to try new things. Like, what the hell, y'all? Knock it off and leave the man alone. Stop sending food to his house because if you continue to do it, he's never going to go live again. And he's going to join the military early because he's going to be so sick and tired of y'all that he's never going to want to 
ever interact with us again. Like, he's being very nice. He's too nice, actually. I would have cussed y'all out. And I would have went to prison. I would have pulled a Yungi on your asses, and it would have been very, very bad. So, please, please, please don't DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever delivery service there is in Korea. Don't send food to JK's door. Because he's not going to eat it. He's not going to think that it's a sweet gesture. He's going to get annoyed, and then he's going to yell at you again. So knock it off and just leave it alone, okay? Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I don't want to have to say it again because it's ridiculous. He's a grown 25-year-old man. He'll be okay. He can take care of himself. He's doing just fine. If he never goes live again, I'm going to be so fucking pissed because I love watching his lives. Makes me feel like I'm on FaceTime with him, even though I'm delusional, but it's, it is what it is. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining me on episode 31 of K-Pop and Real Life Podcast. I'm going to ask two things from you guys. If you could please rate this podcast five stars on Spotify, that would be wonderful. Please and thank you. It would mean everything to me. Also, if you could rate this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts, that would be great as well. It really, really helps out my show. And if you could share your favorite episode, send it to your friends, send it to your grandma, send it to whoever you want, and leave me a comment if you want. You don't have to. I love you all so, so, so much. Thank you all so much for listening to me ramble for 20 minutes, or actually a little bit over 20 minutes. But I hope you guys have a fantastic week, and uh, make sure you guys stay hydrated, drink your water, and I will talk to you all next Sunday after everything goes down. Also, I'm graduating college in a few weeks. Holy shit, I'm, I can't believe it. Oh my god, time has flown by so fast. All right, y'all, I'm peacing out for the night. Love y'all. Bye.